For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to yet another 4th Down Focused episode. I am Dan Lundy, creator of the 4th Down Focused podcast, and I'm the founder of 4th Down University. It's a company focused on the training and development of kickers, punters, snappers, and coaches at all levels. Today's show is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can certainly be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and point totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager now than anywhere else online. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your sports experts. I want to thank the listeners for their support. In 11 short weeks, we've gained listeners from 43 states, 7 countries as far as Brazil, Denmark, and Asia. Please help support us in this growth of the show by hitting the like button, giving us a five-star review, whatever platform you listen to, just give us some feedback. We are most definitely interested in that. Today is episode 11 of the podcast, and the focus of today's show is versatility and resiliency and why these traits are so important to possess in 2020, especially with athletes. Our guest today is Trey Shaneville, a current dual sport athlete at Florida Tech who plays shooting card, point guard, and basketball. He also serves as the field goal specialist and kickoff specialist in football. Trey earned Florida Tech Freshman of the Year in football, breaking the school record for most field goals in the season with 15. And he got more good news last night after we spoke. Last night, Trey received yet another offer from Georgia State. Congratulations on that. Trey, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Coach. Uh, I appreciate this opportunity to you know, speak with you, and I'm honored to share my story. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I've, I met Trey, it's been a couple of years now, and, you know, we're both Florida boys. We're in the Space Coast area, you know, where they launched the shuttles. Now I think it's SpaceX. It used to be NASA, but um, we're, we're very close geographically. And, you know, kicking is a small, small world. You listeners of the show have probably found that there's, there's probably, you know, I'd say a couple hundred guys like my age that take it very serious. It helped guys like Trey, you know, there's probably about a thousand to 1,200 trays in the world right now that actually have the ability to play on Sundays. So I'm really excited to have him on the show because he has a very interesting story that started shortly before the pandemic and it was exacerbated during the pandemic. Today's topic, like I mentioned, is versatility and resiliency. The last episode, we mentioned building of a brand and what it takes to stand out amongst college coaches in the recruiting process. Trey has done certainly that and in a unique way by his ability to play multiple sports at the college level. In this world of specialization, kids, you know, have hitting coaches at six years old and shooting coaches at five to seven years old. 
Trey, I want you to explain to the audience why you elected to play multiple sports, not only in college, but high school and growing up. You just you never really, you know, let them go as we normally do. I wanted you to explain not only like why your your choice was to to keep them all going, but also I want to know if that hurt or helped your recruiting process in doing so. Right. So I think, like you said, because of the specialization of young athletes and all that, I don't think they even consider playing multiple sports in college um, because they feel like it's probably too challenging or not really doable because of the time commitment. Um, I realized my senior year, though, that I really loved both sports and I was not ready to uh, give up on either one of them. You know, I wanted to continue it on and I knew that because of that passion and love I had for both of them, the uh, time commitment and the work that had to be put into it wasn't really going to be a problem. Uh, so, yeah, I was lucky enough coming out of high school to receive a great opportunity to Florida Tech. Uh, they were very welcoming in my ability to play both sports. They loved the fact that I could play basketball as well. Uh, again, it was a great academic fit, close to home, so my family could come watch. And as for whether or not it helped with recruiting, I feel like yes and no. I think, like I said, Florida Tech was very welcoming. They the special teams coach especially loved that I could play basketball. He was a basketball player in high school. Um, he loved the fact that I was an athlete, that I was versatile, even at the kicking position. You mentioned the other day that, you know, if we need to run a fake, I can get around the edge and get a first down. So I think that's huge in football. And then two years later now, two years fast forwarded, I, um, you know, in the recruiting process again, I think, uh, now I have like 10 plus opportunities where coaches are, you know, willing to bet that I can do both sports in college. And I think that has to do with my ability that I've shown that I can do it. I have film showing that I can do it and I'm able to be productive doing it. So, yeah, I, I would say it does help a lot playing both sports. I like your answer. I asked you that question because I think it's a big misconception. I think that kids hear stories that are not necessarily true about that. I think what goes on, in my opinion, I watch enough kids get recruited and I train enough athletes. My athletes aren't typically the people that are creating these stories because what goes on as a kid that is exceptional, perhaps say he's a four-star in one and a three-star in the other, and he's got the opportunity to play either sport at a high level. I think some of those kids place demands on the institution and say, you know, if you want me, I'm going to I'm gonna play both. And I think a lot of these schools then are compromised because one school wants them for a particular sport, but the other program and the other sport and the same institution may not think they're up to par, you know? So, so I think that's where the disconnect occurs. I do not think that it would hurt anyone's recruiting if a college coach were to find out, for example, a kicker like you also is an exceptional basketball player. You know, you may not be good enough to play at, at Kentucky uh, in basketball, but I, but I would imagine that that might get your foot in the door as a kicker, you know, just because just because you're an athlete, because you've done other things. I think there's a stigma attached to kickers often. And I think that people like you are breaking that stigma. And I really, really thank you for that. I want to shift um, now to, to 2020, uh, roughly. Um, obviously it was negative for all of us. I think that if we unselfishly look at the grand scheme of everything that goes on, not only in our country, but in the world globally, I think it's affected all eight, eight and a half million of us, or sorry, billion, I should say. It's definitely affected eight and a half million of us in Florida, but 
I, uh, I like how you handled this situation as your coach who I, I don't see you as often as I'd like, cause you are so busy with multiple things. Um, you know, on looking as, as a third person looking in on your situation, I think that you're a good example. And I want you to share your story a little bit about that today. But let me just preface by saying that you dealt with a program cancellation on May 11th. Your football program folded. Uh, I think everyone in Florida is well aware, um, but nationwide and our people internationally, Florida Tech, for whatever reason, um, closed the doors on May 11th. Uh, usually it has to do with the finances. Um, so Trey was dealt a bad hand in the midst of this pandemic. So that's what I mentioned earlier in the intro about things being exacerbated for you. But could you explain how you received that news? Perhaps like what your initial reaction was to it, what you've done moving forward and maybe some pitfalls that occurred that you had to overcome. I just want you to share with the audience a little bit about the experience of having to go through a shift entirely. You know, you have to leave your team and go elsewhere. Right. Um, so the story is we were supposed to have a team meeting on Zoom that night. Uh, about just summer workouts, plan moving forward, all that type of stuff. And then we received a text from our coach saying we need to meet within the next hour. And then we all hopped on the Zoom, thought it was just going to be another casual Zoom meeting. And then he broke the news to us. And obviously it was a very emotional um, meeting. And yeah, so initial reaction, of course, was confusion, sadness, anger, you know, not really knowing what the future had to hold. Um, but then I think I started to put things into perspective a little bit. I, uh, you know, people either took it one of two ways. I think you could either sit back and just say, well, you know, I had a fun time playing here. I think I'm just going to stay, get my degree and just call it quits. And then other people like me, they decided to kind of take it one day at a time. And they recognized that there was opportunity out there. And so that's what I did. I took it one day at a time. I knew it was going to be a long, tedious process to get where I wanted to go. But, um, you know, I was willing to take that route. And so I kind of set up a little step-by-step -step plan for myself. I um, First thing I did, roster searches. I mean, I spent hours on Google and Safari and team, web team websites um, trying to see if there's a need for a kicker anywhere in the country. I mean, I was willing to go anywhere really. And so that narrowed my list down. And then the schools I saw that did have a need, I reached out to coaches, email, Twitter, calling. That was another long, tedious process. And a huge thing that actually helped me during that was my previous coaches, high school coaches, um, college coaches. My dad was actually one of my high school coaches. So I was able to get in contact with all of those guys, which was a huge help for me because, um, you know, they have all kinds of connections within programs. Uh, so I was able to get actual cell phone numbers, which is huge because a lot of coaches don't like checking their Twitters because they have hundreds of messages. But yeah, and then once I got in contact with coaches and I decided that there was a few good fits, I wanted to make sure that it fit academically, you know, because I wasn't going to jeopardize my academics just to go play football somewhere you know I had to academics comes first and it always has so had to make sure that happened and then of course I think this is the easy part for most guys that want to go play college football is continuing to train um, each and every day you know staying on top of your academics was huge for me keeping yourself marketable so I think 
And then another thing that I did was I created film often. So I would do running film. I would email coaches that film just to, you know, keep interest up, make coaches see that I'm still in shape. So that's kind of how I went at it. And again, it happened May 11th when it shut down. So it's been what, seven months since then. And yeah, it's been a long, tedious process, but I've had some great opportunities come my way. So that's what it takes really. You know, what it sounds like and why I wanted to bring you on as a large portion of our audience is kids that are just a few years younger than you that are trying to make the transition from high school to college as a kicker punter or snapper. And if they're not them, it's the parents listening or it's the high school coaches that are listening to try to figure out how to how to make these connections. And I think you said a lot of valuable things, I think. And we've mentioned at length in the show about social media, most importantly, Twitter, because of the uh, the close connection you can make almost instantaneously with a with a college coach that fits your demographic. If they're in need of a kicker and your profile says kicker and it fits the year they want. Uh, or the grad transfer or the transfer eligible, they're going to, they're going to most definitely add you back. They're going to most definitely respond to your DM and they're going to give you 20, 30 seconds of their undivided attention. If in fact you do have something pinned to your profile, that's like a video that's of quality. So I, want, I wanted to talk about that with you a little bit, but you know, I wanted to kind of move on to and talk a little bit more about your resiliency. People that don't know, it's a big word, I guess it's fancy for some people, but it's just someone that says, uh, I refuse the word no. You know, I, I have short and long-term goals and they're established and I'm realizing that, you know, in the process to reaching these goals that there will be, like I mentioned earlier, pitfalls, things that are going to get in my way hinder me from getting to where I want to be. And so you took the opportunity and I want to mention that out of high school, like most of these kids that are listening are, you took the only opportunity you had. And fortunately it was close to home, you know, geographically parents could come see you and the school liked you at both sports. So you were very blessed there. I think you were a little fortunate there, but that has to happen in life, right? We have to, timing has to be there often. So when that one school sought after your talents in high school, now we fast forward two years later and you're in the middle of probably one of the roughest years of your life. It's undoubtedly the roughest year I've ever had. Um, I'm a happy person. I'll admit I, I love my daughters. I have a beautiful wife, but this has been a very challenging year professionally um, for obvious reasons. But it, it, even, even so, you know, you experienced a thousand percent increase in the level of interest of you as a kicker in two short years. And I think that that, that speaks volumes of how you manage your time, you've created an environment for success, both on and off the field, because you're not only a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. I think that's even more important is you're a, you're a heck of a student. You might even be a better student. And that's something that I always took pride in too. Cause I think that that's something that we can never lose is, is what we've learned. Um, our bodies will go, you know, you will eventually not be able to play basketball at the division one level like you can now. So Back to the qualities and actions of winners. Uh, the NFL loves winners, and I commend you for, for your path you're taking. I think that you are someone that's like a Jason Myers. He's currently with the um, Seahawks. If you look at his history, he was an underperformer at a lower level school for the first two years of his career. And then he shifted the focus. He found the right training. He completely did a 180 degree turnaround his junior year. And then he stayed consistent with that through his senior year. And now he never looked back. Uh, he's one of the best in the world. You remind me a lot of him. So you asked me something interesting last night. If you want to go ahead and ask the show, I thought it was really neat, uh, the question. And I'd love to, to address it here. 
Yeah, of course. Um, the main thing I wanted to ask was what would you say really separates that high school athlete to a college athlete? And then in my case, a college athlete who wants to take his craft to like a professional level. Yeah, I loved it. So, you know, I, I gave you a, a short end response last night and I thought about it this morning. So I, I wrote a few things down that I think stand out and I tried to consolidate it as best I could. And I think that everything I say is it's applicable to both that transition out of high school and going to college and, and more importantly, in your situation, uh, your next step, your next transition would be to play on Sundays. I think that the same things occur and I just want to list them uh, production in games. Obviously you have to execute the production in games, I think is critical. It's a component that you almost need to have proof. And what I like about the, where we are now and the state of affairs that football is in now is we're so open-minded. We're, we're receptive to getting a guy in Europe if he fits the bill. Um, we're, we're, we're okay with a long-term investment. So with that being said, it's not just Trey does not have to play for Florida state anymore. It used to be, you got to play with the big dogs, uh, you got to perform at that level. Now the XFLs here, the CFL, you're seeing a lot of guys get opportunities out of the CFL, at least on practice squads. You've seen more arena league interest because they're finally realizing these guys are, they're throwing darts at nine foot targets. Um, they're going to be good on 18 feet, six inches. Uh, I think in addition to the obvious, like I mentioned, you know, keeping your nose clean, you know, off the field, you're a non-issue, but there are people um, that have played football in the past that have made poor choices off the field that uh, I think that that is one thing that the NFL is not very liberal about anymore. I think that they're very, very open about their policies and their patience level with people that don't know how to act off the field. They have a brand and the people that play for their brand have to represent their brand well. I think another thing, and this is where you fit in really well, is the athleticism, the versatility, most importantly. Uh, I, I want to give you a good example. This is something I thought of this morning is, is the current Atlanta Falcons kicker, Young Hoku. You know, he, he became viral off a training film like you and I talk about all the time, you know, creating your training environment, making it as game-like as possible. Well, he did that, but he also included a backflip kick where he, you know, approached the ball and right at his drive step, did a backflip and then finished on the one step and, and actually executed a pretty good looking kick having had just done a backflip. Um, so you gotta, you know, you've gotta be appealing and the versatility I think can come in many shapes and sizes. You playing basketball is almost as eye-opening to me as a backflip. Uh, I don't think very many people in the world can say, yeah, I really want to kick, but I also play basketball really well. Um, it doesn't happen. And you mentioned earlier the timing and need, like as you noticed this uh, last seven months or so, you mentioned it's got the timing has to be there. And I'll give you a good example. The University of Florida just signed a kid that's a 2021. He graduates in May. Um, they don't need you. They're, they're financially committed to something else. Uh, so I, you know, I think the kids that are listening to the show need to realize that, that the timing itself may be the only thing off, but that's a huge component. Networking, obviously, you've done a fantastic job. You deal not only with people like me, I'm a trainer, uh, you know, I have a network and yeah, I, I, you know, I have referrals and I can, I can help you along the way, but I am essentially a trainer. And you had mentioned, you know, when we talk like the relationship you have with your high school coach, I think it speaks volumes of your character and, and that pays back, you know, like your high school coach may know someone in the NFL that he used to coach high school ball with 25 years ago. You just never know. 
So those are the things that I think help transition on both ends from high school, college and from college to pro. And I think, unfortunately, but it's it's the truth. I think to play on Sunday, it has to be a lot of God given. I think that a kid could do everything flawlessly, you know, and go to bed every night at the same time and drink his milk and stretch and watch film and do everything well. But in the end, we have to be matter of fact that the, the very, very best will play on Sunday. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's not the best people or the people that are most deserving, but that's the truth, you know? I wanna ask you, I'm gonna flip it now on you. I want you to tell me something that more importantly, you could tell a current junior or a senior, a class of 21 who's still not decided or a class of 22 still has next year to figure it out, but both of which they have aspirations of playing college sports, not necessarily football, but just you played too. What do you think helped you most in your recruiting process? Okay. Yeah. I'd say the two things that stand out right away are two things that I really dealt with coming out of high school. First one being patience. I think especially for the class of 2022 guys, the high school juniors, you got nothing but time, honestly. I mean, just continue working on your craft. I think that's the most important thing you can do. I think if you get caught up in the recruiting part of it, I think you lose sight of the stuff that's really important. So that's huge patience and not rushing into a decision either. I think you got to wait till an opportunity comes to you. And then I'd say not turning down a school just because they're not division one. I think too many kids have a D one or bust type attitude. And um, I mean, again, take my situation, for example, Florida tech is a division two school. Obviously it hasn't ended the way I wanted, but the past two and a half years have been like, I couldn't have asked for anything better. So I think um, those are the main two things. Definitely stay patient and then, keep your options open and your eyes open for D2, D3, NAIA, and JUCO. Cause I mean, there's some high level football played at every single level. I couldn't agree. And I'm so glad that you're echoing those words. We've said those exact words just in a different way. It's so important that the, the patience thing, patience does pay off. I know it's cliche, but it does. If, if you're persistent and you stay, stay after it and you realize that it may not happen tomorrow, it may happen uh, in March, even though National Sign Day is the first Wednesday in February, we're kickers, we're punters, we're snappers. We have to wait our turn, unfortunately. We're not quarterbacks, we're not running backs. So I love the patience, I really do. And I think more importantly, I like your, your message about there are in fact some wonderful institutions that you might not see on CBS at 3.30 on Saturday. It may not be called Auburn, it may not be called Alabama, but your degree is probably gonna be worth more at some of those lower level schools on the football field. And to my knowledge, there's a lot of lower level guys making on Sundays. You know, you see some of these D linemen and O linemen that are getting paid more than all the other people on a yearly basis that developed late or they developed slowly, right? And they built their way up to, by the time they were a senior in college, they were in fact that guy that fit the bill that was a prototypical left tackle. So the, the patience thing, it does, it pays off. And Trey, I, I just wanna thank you so much for joining the show. Um, I, I always end the show with uh, asking our guests to share ways with the audience that they, they could connect with you, reach out to you, especially with questions related to today's content. Would you go ahead and just share your preferences for how they can reach you? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love for anybody to reach out. 
My Twitter is at Trey Shaniv, T-R-E-Y-S-C-H-A-N-E-V. And then my email is Treybo, T-R-E-Y-B-E-A-U-X, 10 at gmail.com. Again, love for you to reach out. Love to talk to you guys. Give any kind of advice I can. You're awesome. You're a wonderful example. That was the purpose of today. And you know, I'm just thankful to be surrounded by a lot of people like you, uh, athletes at Fourth Down University. I'm especially thankful for our college guys. You epitomize our, our subject matter today, versatility, resiliency. You, you serve as a wonderful example for our high school athletes. And I just want to thank you for that. If you have questions for me or anything related to the show, Fourth Down Focus, future topics or guests, or if you have comments on or feedback on today's show, you can reach me, Dan Lundy, several ways. Uh, the website for Fourth Down University is fourthdownu, that's 4-T-H-D-O-W-N-U.com. Um, we have endless resources for specialists, special teams coaches. On the social media side, you can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter. The handle for Fourth Down U is simply at 4-T-H-D-O-W-N-U. And on Facebook, you can reach me, Dan Lundy, or LinkedIn at the handle D-A-N space L-U-N-D-Y. Thanks again for joining the show, Fourth Down Focus. We will see you next week with an exciting new guest. Coach Bobby Mullen, director of Fourth Down U Strength, will be on the show for the first time. Remember, in all things, give thanks, and we will see you again next time. Have a great day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.